Guys, my guest today, where do we start? He is a number one life and business strategist, a number one New York Times bestselling author, an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and he's listed on the Worth Power 100 list. He is the one and only Tony Robbins. <laughs> Hi. Hi, how are you? You're like sitting next to me and I'm already starting to cry. <laughs> I was just telling him how much his seminars have helped me and how I feel like I have all the tools. Not all the tools. I'm still, I always feel like I need to go back for refreshers and I do. Um, But as I was prepping for my interview that I found out this morning about, I realized that I keep my notebook in my car, uh, in my backpack every day. And I refer to all of the notes that I then transferred over from all of the seminars that help me when I need kind of a refresher if something bad is happening. I'm like, okay, let's just read through the notes. There's probably going to be something in here that's going to remind me of a tool that you taught me. That will help me. Oh, so that's beautiful. It literally sits in my backpack every single day. That touches my heart. Well, <laughs> it's uh, it's what you do. So you are doing something else that's amazing right now, and I want to talk about that because you have written this incredible book to help people um, kind of realize that whatever they want for their financial freedom is possible. And I think that's important, but I also think it's amazing because you have access to people that we never would. Yeah. And and so you've gotten them to give you the secret sauce, oh, yes, which yes. is uh, is very difficult because I, I, I watched your video um, and, and you talked about it in, in, at length. So tell me how you got all of this information. I mean, it took a few hours, it sounded like, to kind of... It's four years journey. It started in 2008 because when I started, you know, I grew up, you know, very poor financially. We had no money for food. And so... Um, on Thanksgiving is, you know, kind of magnifies it for you. So when I saw people losing half of all they'd earned in their lifetime or losing their homes, it wasn't a statistic for me. And so I thought the government would do something. I, I, you know, I made money in 2008 and did really well because I've been coaching one of the top 10 financial traders literally in the history of the world. His name is Paul Tudor Jones. Mm-hmm. I've coached him for 22 years every single day. He has not lost money in 22 years. There's no one in the world that can say that in his category. So I thought I have access so if I went and interviewed, let's say, Carl Icahn and Warren Buffett, and if I found the 50 most brilliant people in the world and I could simplify that into like seven, eight steps, whatever I could do that could take anybody from where they are to where they want to be, whether it be a millennial who's got all the school debt and thinks, how am I ever going to get out of it? Or maybe a baby boomer who says, you know, I don't, I'm never going to get where I want to go and show them they could still do it. I knew it would be a great contribution. So four years in the making and 650 pages, now it's here and it became number one and now it's come out in paperback. So I'm really excited to get it out to uh, to even larger audience. We have it's the best selling financial book of the century of this new century, which is pretty of cool. Of course, yeah, so pretty excited. <laughs> so when you sit with somebody, I mean, because you're also a consultant now for for advisors, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, one of the things that I did is I wrote the book, and then I thought. I'm giving people every step. And if they're sophisticated, they can take it to another level. If they're not sophisticated, they can go where they want to go. But I know people need someone to hold their hand sometimes. And so I there's I always tell people that the, the financial system is made so complex deliberately because the more I can confuse you, the more you just give up and yeah. you give me your money. So for example, most people have their money uh, either in their home or a 401k. That's where the average person mm-hmm. has their money. And in the 401k business, to give you perspective, Maria, for 30 years, they didn't have to tell you what they were charging you. A $4.4 trillion industry, and they just take your money and you don't even know it because yeah. it's so confusing. Nine, uh, I read a statistic the other day, 67% of Americans think they pay no fees on their 401k. Now, that's not true. The average one is 3%. And if you hear that, your brain goes, oh, eh, that's not a big deal. But it is. It's a lot. It compounds. So let me give you a perspective. 
if you're 35 years old and you put $100,000 away and you put it in the market and it grew at 8%, which is about the average over time, when you're you know 30 years later at 65, if you added not another dime, it's grown to 761,000, three quarters of a million from 100,000 without touching it if you paid 1% in fees. But if you paid 3% in fees, you have $432,000. Oh. So you literally get, and by the way, for owning That's the probably exact, happening to me right now. It probably is. <laughs> it's the exact same product. You could own the same equities, the same stocks, but one person's charging 3%, one's charging 1%. So it's like, it, it's even worse because I have a company called America's Best 401k. We go into companies and individuals and we have a place people can go called showmethefees.com. In two minutes, you can see what you're really paying and what it means. And in my own company, it saved $5 million for my employees and we have all the same products. There's nothing different. There are products that cost 14 basis points. That means 14 one hundredths of a percent. And there are people charging the 3%. So it's like, do I want a Honda Accord for 20,000 or do I want the exact same card for 1.2 million? Mm-hmm. There are people living next to each other paying a thousand times more for the same product because they confuse it. So then the other challenge is that where do you put your money, right? Most people put it in a mutual fund. 96% of all mutual funds fail to match the market. That means across the board over any 10-year period of time. What that means is you say, I'm smart. 4% beat the market. I'm going to find the 4%. It's not going to happen. Do you, have you ever played blackjack? Yeah. Yeah. So 21, most people know how it plays. You don't want to go over 21 or you bust. Mm-hmm. And face cards are worth what they're worth, right? So you get two, let's say two kings worth 20. And your inner idiot says, hit me, right? I think there's an ace. You have an 8% chance of getting an ace. You have a 4% chance of finding the right mutual fund. So what I did was I started saying to people, this is so complex. Let me teach you in the book what to do. But most people have a full-time job in life. So they need someone to coach them. And so the problem is 90% of the people who are going to coach you are people that are brokers. They call them wealth managers, investment managers, but they're basically a salesman, nice person, but they're just selling you what the house wants to sell you and the house always wins. Mm-hmm. But they're also double, there was something I read yeah. where they're double agents or double. That, that's what I just uncovered in, only in the paperback version. What I did was I said, here's what I'm going to do for people. I'm going to create a site. You know, I donated, I think you know, I donated all the profits of my book. There were $5 million up front to feed people. I was fed when I was 11, and then I added money to it. So I've had 100 million people last year, 102 million. Unbelievable. I'm going to to feed another 100 million this year and a billion over the next 10 years. So I also built a site. People could go for their normal investments, not their 401k, see what they're really paying. It pulls it all together for you, shows you the volatility. And then I recommended someone go to a new word I want to teach your audience, an F word, fiduciary. (laughs) Sounds really heavy. What it means is there's a small percentage of the population who are called registered investment advisors, RIAs or fiduciaries. Mm -hmm. If you go to them, they'll design a plan for you and they have to put your needs ahead of their own. That broker, that wealth manager doesn't. They'll sell you whatever benefits them personally. Mm -hmm. Because they get kickbacks. They get commissions and kickbacks and so they sell what they're taught to sell. No different than when you go to the doctor's office and they're pushing specific medicines at you, right? Well, it's a little different because those medicines, they're not making money off of the doctor, right? (laughs) No, but the doctors get commissions off of that too. That's that's true. They get a small amount, but not compared to they do in the financial area. If you imagine the financial area, these numbers happen every year compounded, Mm -hmm. right? So what did I do? I recommended, figure out where you are. And then find a fiduciary. And I recommended seven big companies. About four months ago, I met with one of those companies that I recommended. And it's the number one firm. It's called Creative Planning. And Creative Planning has been rated number one by Barron's three years in a row as the number one wealth manager in the world. Twice, the last two years in a row for CNBC, the best of the best. And he called me. I'm Satoni, I want to meet you. And he came out here to LA and I'm meeting with me at a seminar. And he said, listen, 
there's a little loophole in the law that these fiduciaries are using and they're screwing people over. And he said, it's called dual registration. Mm-hmm. You picked it up. What it means is I'm here telling you that I'm going to take care of you and I'm legally responsible. If I tell you buy Apple and you buy it and I buy it later than the day and I get a better price, I have to give it to you. That's how strong the law is. Wow. But if you're duly registered, I can say I'm representing you. In the middle of the conversation, I can switch hats and be a broker and sell you something that underperforms, doesn't make you any money, but makes me good money. So I went crazy. I cut everybody off the site and I sat down with this man from creative planning and I said, you take care of billionaires and multimillionaires and you do the best work for high-end people. I want to help the average person also. I have lots of high-end clients, but I want to help them. And I'd love it if you would put together the team and put together a plan where people could go and get a second opinion. In other words, in your, in your health, you want a second opinion. Mm. And who do you want second opinion on? The best. Yeah. I said, you're the best. Do this for the average person. And then if they decide to become a client, take on clients that are smaller. And he charges nothing up front. He does this for free now. And it's second opinion. And people can go to creativeplanning.net or some people remember it best by the number one firm.com, but either one, creativeplanning.net or number one firm.com, and they'll do one for you. And then if you want to become a client, it's less than 1% of whatever you invest with them through time. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to become a client, you can implement it yourself. But I'm now on their board, and I'm now uh, the chief of investment um, psychology for all of their clients. And so I'm very excited about it because it gives people something where someone can do it for you. But I still want people to read the book so they can direct it for themselves. Absolutely. Well, when you know what what you need to do or or what to look for yes that's half the battle right it's it's two-thirds the battle because most of us are just ignorant to this area and everyone wants you to believe it's so complex mm-hmm. so they do what lawyers do they use words you don't know like fiduciary yeah what the hell is that or right? they give you tons of paperwork oh much like, more than I, you could absorb i had someone tell me who had had some some problems with the business manager once she said make sure that your insurance policy numbers all match up with the, um, there was a, another name for it. I forget right now. I'm blanking. And so I said, hmm, well, I trust my business managers, but I, I would like to see. Yes. So, of course, I had to get all the paperwork. I spread it out over the biggest table I could find in my house. And it took me four hours oh my God. to go through all of it because I had so many different insurance policies. And I matched every single one up. It was very, very arduous. And I, I got it done. And then I felt safe. Yes. But there are people out there that will have you paying for an insurance that you're not even getting. You're not getting the benefit from. It happens all the time. Yeah. It happens but all the time. It, but you need to know that stuff. And that's why, you know, all of the things that I've learned at your seminars too is is you have to surround with yourself with people who are smarter than you, that are better than you, because those are the little tidbits they're going to give you yeah. that are going to protect but, you later. But even in the, these cases, what he's saying is that people who are smarter and better aren't even good enough to, which is why well, I, you I love- you can't just blind trust, you know, but, a but even financial still, But advisor. he's even saying even the best of them, Maria. It's like, well, So that's why I like the book. It just cuts to the chase it cuts through all of this like i i might the reason i'm so quiet to this i and my brain is just going a million miles an hour for all the money i'm wasting yeah and i love that this cuts right to the mm-hmm. chase i mean you know like i can invest in the five or six hundred pages to read this yeah and you know like wow what I'm it does away. For, what it really does for you my goal was turn you from the chess piece to the chess player that's the metaphor most of us are the chess piece for other people they manipulate us. They redirect us. And look, we all have lives, right? Mm-hmm. You got you know, friends, family, kids, jobs, exercise, everything yeah. we're trying to do in our community. The last thing we do is figure out how to run our finances. Listen, decades ago, you worked for a company 
And what happened? You were given a pension. What's a pension? Income for life. Mm -hmm. You know, you work there a lot. That's all gone. So now everyone's supposed to become a financial advisor to themselves and almost no one is. But what I want to show people is it isn't that complex. You can really learn just a few things, the few most important things. And if you do them, you're going to be back in charge. Can you renegotiate your 3% financial advisor situation? Um, some places you can try and renegotiate. Most of them will come and just say it's out of my hands. Like I'll give you a perfect example where most people have the money is a 401k, mm-hmm. right? So you're at a company and somebody says, okay, here's your 401k. And you're like I... at JP Morgan's yes. or the, you know, Bear Stearns, all those kind of companies, right? Which by the way, are all the firms, if you see them that are paying $5 billion fines, right? Literally that's the latest one, 5 billion because they're abusing customers and they just see it as cost of business. If you're dealing with a company that its name's on a stadium, that's a broker you should run. No. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's really how it works. Because independent registered investment advisors are not like that at all. So you're in a place today where if you learn just a few things, you will be different than everyone around you. The only way they control you is by keeping you ignorant. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I've tried to do here is in one fell swoop, learn this. And then once a year, you can spend 20 minutes visiting with you know your advisor who can implement this for you. Or you can do it for yourself, either mm-hmm. one. Well, yeah, laziness is is uh, very dangerous, especially but, when it comes to your money. But you know what's interesting? How old are you, may I ask? 37. 37. Okay, great. So you're young. You guys are just starting. A, I love your ring, by the way. It's Wait, beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> thank to you. both of you. It's thank wonderful. You. But what you're in a position where you can be beyond wealthy. You've earned well, but earning's not enough. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the biggest earners in the world are broke. You've seen these athletes, you've seen these entertainers that have made so much money and part of it is a manager abuses it mm-hmm. and part of it is they just trust everybody. They don't do it themselves. But if you start out with just a tiny amount of money, I mean, the biggest thing people tell me is they, Tony, I believe what you're saying is important, but I have no money. Mm-hmm. You know, I, all, I pay, I'm behind on all my bills. And what I say to people is you have to become an owner, not a consumer. Yep. And there's a great, great understanding for this. Most people have heard of compounding but they don't realize how powerful it is. There's a gentleman I describe in the book, his name is Theodore Johnson, and he he worked for UPS, and he never made more than $14,000 a year. That was the maximum income. He was a driver. And he retired with $71 million. What? Yes. And everybody looks at me like, and he gave away, by the way, $35 million. He gave away $35 million while he was alive. Tony, I don't believe you. I believe you, but I don't believe you. <laughs> it's a fact. It's in the book. 14000 a year, and it yielded him $71 million $71 in the million. end. So how did that happen? Then so- I'm a huge asshole. <laughs> Wait, I am happen? because I've made a lot of money. Yes, I sat with my have. business managers recently. I saw the figure and and then when they told me what I could if I liquidated everything what I would be worth and when I did the numbers I was like okay well 20% off the top to reps, 50% in taxes. I'm like not bad, but could be way better. I mean, maybe, oh my God, I make so much compared to that. That's so I, wrong. Let's get back to how he did it. Well, <sighs> but, but by the way, if, don't feel bad. Mike Tyson made a Help half me. a Mike Tyson made a half a billion dollars in income, not revenue, income, and went bankrupt. Elton John went bankrupt. But I'm not I mean, spending like, on statues and crazy stuff. Yeah, no, you're not. You're not. I'm really responsible. But, so here's how he did it. Let me tell everyone who's listening. <laughs> we all have to decide that there's a percentage of our income that we're not going to pay to Kate Spade or The Gap or anybody else that is for your future, your family, and your future. And people say, I can't do it. But if you do, here's how it worked. This man, Theodore Johnson, had a good friend. And his friend said, I don't want to see you struggle. And he goes, you're barely making enough money, and you're telling me you have no money to invest, and I'm going to make you wealthy. And he said, here's how it's going to happen. I'm going to put a 20% tax on you. 
If the government came and said, I'm going to charge you 20% more, we'd all go crazy. We'd argue, we'd scream, we'd yell. You'd have no choice. And then you'd, you'd pay it. And you pay it, right? Yeah. And once you pay it, you get used to paying it, right? So what happened was he charged him 20%. He took it off the top and invested it. And that investment over 35 years compounded to $71 million. What was the investment, though? It was a series stocks of them, but or you, mutual funds stocks, or bonds? UPS was a big part of it. He bought stock in his company that he was a part of, and UPS grew over those decades wow. geometrically, right? And this is not unique. You know, the number's large, but it's not unique. So I want to show people that if you just take a tiny amount. Now, here's a cool thing. Someone say, well, I can't put aside 20%. I went through a divorce. I initiated it. And when I initiated the divorce, I was a very wealthy man. And I was living in California. And I got these huge valuations on my companies. They were little companies in those days. Now I do $5 billion. I was not even doing $100 million back then. And But the, the bill I got was $42 million. I had to figure out how to do it. And to pay all this money, it was eight times what I was earning, right? If you buy a company, you don't pay what it's worth. You pay a multiple of it. So I literally had to start almost over. And I also had to pay my former spouse a million dollars a year before I ate. I was married for 13 years. I paid her for 17 additional years wow. after that, right? It used to make me crazy. Before I ate, I had to pay a million dollars to this person. When I met her was broken, I was rich, right? So all of a sudden, she's got to be paid first. But I eventually just adjusted like the 20%. Yeah. So if you have no money, there's a great tool. It's a psychological tool. You know, most people, if you say diet tomorrow, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> diet today, I can't do it. Yeah. Same thing with investing. I can't save today, but maybe you could save more tomorrow. So this man came up with this study, this brilliant approach, and they tried it in the Midwest. And they said, you're going to save 3% right now. Anyone can save 3%. You're never going to miss it. But with every raise you get, the first 3% is going to go permanently into that savings account. Well, within 17 years, the average blue-collar worker was saving between 15 and 20%. At 15 and 20%, you start having an impact of a guy like Theodore Johnson. You will be wealthy if you just manage it right, which I teach people how to do. Wow. Guys, we're going to go to a short break. When we come back, more with Tony Robbins, and we're going to find out how to save some more money and be like Theodore. And the, book is, <laughs> the book is Money, Master the Game. We'll be right back. and pop culture to fitness and health to relationships and careers. This is Conversations with Maria Menounos. Guys, we are back with Tony Robbins. Of course, we're grilling him for more information in between. <laughs> you, you were going to say something. You're like, I should say this on the air. Yeah, I was just saying that, you know, people, when they hear fees, most people don't know what their fees are. Mm -hmm. I was just in New York yesterday and I was on Wall Street and I took a camera and we went out kind of van on the street and I asked people, what's a fiduciary? <laughs> I asked 27 people on Wall Street. Only one person knew, and he was a fiduciary. Oh my <laughs> and then God. I asked people, what are your fees? And no one knew, even the fiduciary, what they're charging in fees. And here's why you want to know your fees. Every 1% you pay for a product, financial product, because of compounding, when you go to retire, that's the equivalent of 10 years worth of income you gave up. So, so if you're paying 3% instead of 1%, yeah. you're paying 20 years worth of income you've given <laughs> away. You, you know, if you, you remember I gave you the example of 100,000, I yeah. told you going to 761 versus 432. It's also, if you pay 3% in that same scenario, you're going to run out of money 19 years earlier. So you're going to run, and everyone's living longer. Like we think yeah. of old today as, you know, 75, 85, but no. the truth is it's extending. It's, you know, the fastest growing group is a hundred years plus. 
And 85 is now fundamentally a standard if you're even slightly healthy, and you guys clearly are. So most of us were originally looking to make enough money so we could take care of retirement for five or seven years. When they did Social Security and 62 to 65, it was designed for the outliers because only about 7% of people live beyond 65. So it was designed yeah. to give you three, three or four years worth of income pad. so you can take care of your grandkids and yourself, and then you passed on. Well, today, if you've retired at 65, you might have 30 years of retirement. You need 30 years worth of income, or yeah. you're going to have to become the best trust greeter at Walmart in your 70s. You know Who wants to do that? So you've got to know your fees. It's critical, and you got to eliminate them. And that's, that, that's, again, what we do when we do people's second opinion. We analyze all their costs and show them, this is absurd. We can show you how to get the exact same product for 1,000% or 100% less. Where do we go for that? They can go to creativeplanning.net okay. or the number one firm.com. Is that the where number. I go? Because I'm going to go today. Yes. <laughs> I swear to you God. Should. And well, like... they're dear friends of mine. I'll make sure they take great care of you. They okay. take care of everybody, but I'll make sure I introduce you to Peter himself, who's the founder there. Okay. So now, would you suggest to people, like for me, I've always been someone who just wants to pay off my house and yes. make sure I never have to worry about my house. And I'm in the process of, of doing that. That's beautiful. Is that a bad thing? Like I've always struggled with, is it better to put that money in the market and have it make? money or do you pay off your house and i've been doing the other part but now i'm like no no no. i gotta go the other way and pay off my house it depends on your own psychological and emotional needs this is what people miss oh. i was interviewing a woman named mary callahan erdos who's probably the most powerful woman in finance in the world and certainly in the united states she runs jp morgan 2.6 trillion dollars she manages trillion with a t wow and she and i were talking about human needs you know six human needs yeah. right and we're talking about the need for certainty versus variety versus significance, significance love yeah. growth right and I said, you know, it's so important that people use money. Don't let money use you because money is about emotion eventually. And if you make investments that are stressing you out, the purpose of having the money is to eliminate the stress. Mm -hmm. So she says, Tony, I'll put people in treasuries, which have terrible returns if they're so certainty driven, because at least then they're going to be happy. It'll yeah. take longer, but they're happy. So to answer your question specifically, it feels really good to have your home paid off. And it could be, might be the valuable thing for you. I think you should continue in the direction you're going. Once you've paid it off, if interest rates are still this low, you might still put a little bit on that and use that money once you understand how to invest. Because if you can borrow at 2.8 or 3% or 3.2 mm -hmm. on a mortgage and you can invest and get 8% or 9%, then that differential between the two Big. is really valuable. So you would take the equity out and then, yeah. But it depends on your needs, right? Now, yeah. you're really young. So if you were older, I'd say, no, let's just let's just pay off your But house. I'm old in what I do. So, <laughs> yeah, I so for me, mean. like TV, like yes. I may not make this in the next, you know, five years. And I'm, yes. I'm blessed that I even do because yes. I know a lot of people don't get to be paid what I get paid. I'm very, very blessed. Yes. But I have to think about it like that. I'm old for my job. Okay, I and get my earning potential could be coming is, is on the end. <laughs> I think I think you should plan as if that's true um, in terms of protecting yourself. Mm -hmm. But I think that's bullshit. You got too much. You got too much skill. Too much ability. You got too much life. It doesn't. You know, it, age is not a thing for you. You're sure it's not wilting away. And you're more than your looks. You're your brain. You're your heart. Your emotion. All the things that you bring that make people love you, Maria. So, but I think it's still smart to yeah. be super conservative in terms of doing the planning. So if it feels good to have that home paid off, yes. I do it. 
if you find, let's say you pay it off in the next five, six, seven, eight years, whatever it is. Next and one. Next one. Okay, it's even better. <laughs> you pay it off. As time goes by, you may or may not, depending on where you are financially, and this is why we get to look at, I don't know your the whole financial realm, but if they look we'll at- We'll do it, that at lunch. No, I'm kidding. Tony's <laughs> 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 like, what? <laughs> no problem. But creative planning will do that with you because here's what's cool about them. Billionaires have what are called a family office. All billionaires have it. And it's, a, it's an army of people that do all the things you shouldn't have to do. They manage your money. They look at your investments. They have a CPA that makes sure you're being tax efficient. Because in investing and in anything in life, it's not what you earn. It's what you keep. Yeah. Right? You know? And so they dig under that. They dig under to make sure all your insurance, all those things are taken care of. There's like eight people assigned to a billionaire of that nature. This man at Creative Planning, Peter, the star of this, one of the reasons he's number one for three years in a row, which no one's ever done for Barron's, is he creates this same kind of family office for millionaires. Mm. Now, what I'm getting him to do is also do that for somebody with fifty or $100,000, literally. And so when you visit with them, they'll take you, two of you, through a process to get clear on your goals, where you are, what your concerns are, what your fears are, and how to protect yourself. So if something does disappear, you're still okay. So yeah. you're not stressed. That's the whole goal. Let's eliminate stress. The purpose of money should be for you to have stability and freedom so you go live your life, so you can live it on your terms, not having to worry. And here's what's amazing. When I was growing up, the goal was, I grew up poor, get rich and retire so you have total freedom to do nothing. But if you look at it today, Warren Buffett's 85 years old. He's worked more today than he ever has. Steve Wynn's one of my dearest friends in the world. He's 74. Peter Gruber, I'm seeing tomorrow, owns the, you know, the NBA Warriors. He owns the LA Dodgers. He's 74 years old. They're the most vibrant people. They're doing more today than when they were 25 years old. So the goal today is get rich and work more. <laughs> like work until you die because you love what you do. When you yeah. love what you do, like I don't have to work another day in my life. I'm very privileged in that way. I worked harder now. I go, you know, you really do. I really do. I'm in, I was in 13 countries. I see 200,000 people a year. I'm on a plane every four or five days somewhere, but I love it. So I do more today than when I had to. And now, now look, I'm seeing how can I feed a billion people? You know, right now I'm providing water. You know, the biggest killer of children in India, and I spend time in India, is waterborne diseases. So now I'm providing 100,000 people a day with fresh water every single day. And I'm going to gear that up to a million. So it's like the life, money is something that just makes you more of what you are. If you're mean, you got more to be mean with. It doesn't Mm -hmm. change you. It just makes you more of what you are. If you're giving, you'll have more to give. Mm -hmm. And so we should master it because if we don't master it, it masters us. You know, it was... uh I had stopped kind of dreaming until I went to UPW because Mm. I felt guilty about wanting more. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I can relate to that because I think I shared with you when I was, you know, when I went from making 38,000 to a million, I mean, a million dollars a year is Mm -hmm. like, you know, but, but I remember I was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin and I I got in, I, I didn't own my own plane. I had to travel from multiple locations. It took like three flights to get there. I got there, I think at two 30 in the morning. Uh, somebody checked me into this horrible hotel that had these smelly dead animals on the wall. The guy was a hunter. It was my birthday, and I got to be up in four and a half hours to get on stage with 2,000 people in those days. And I remember going in and calling my children on the phone, and who picked up the phone was Maria, different Maria, who, who took care of my kids. <laughs> and she saw Mr. Robbins, happy birthday. She says, I have to tell you, have you seen how much weight I've lost? I said, yes, Maria, you look amazing. She goes, it's all that you taught. She goes, it's so amazing. I've lost 32 pounds. She goes, it's so easy here. Because every day, you know, I get on your Stairmaster and I watch Oprah. And then I go in your steam room. And then and she's describing all this stuff. She goes, I never thought I'd live in a castle. This is so amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the dead animal on the wall and these green shag carpeting <laughs> on the ground going, she She's rich. I'm not rich. rich. And then she says, and last night I was in the jacuzzi looking 
looking down at the ocean and the stars. <laughs> so I realized it's like, it's not about money. It's about how much can you grow? How much can you give? Because yeah. really in life, if you're really going to, anyone can get wealthy, you can get lucky. But to stay wealthy, you have to do more for others than anybody else does. If you find a way to add more value, whatever that value is, joy, love, economic value, business value, if you can do that better than anyone else, mm -hmm. you'll never have to worry about money. Ever. Yeah. Oh, it's like this one. I always call, I before I went to your seminars, I used to call him my Tony Robbins, which is funny. <laughs> but his his entire life, and I get really stressed about this sometimes, is to give. Like, he's always helping young kids with their careers. That's part and, of what you love about him. Yeah, but he drives me crazy sometimes because I need his help too. And he's so busy <laughs> out helping everybody else. But what's funny is, at first, I was like, why are you helping these people? They don't appreciate it and all that. And then I started seeing there were so many that did. Yes. And the karma just hit like a Mack yeah. truck and yeah. it did it all came back and so now I'm just like okay you go do you go do you <laughs> well, there's a, there's a, there's this there truly is without sounding corny there's the spiritual side of it you can't constantly give and not receive because you receive the joy of giving if you're giving just to get there's nothing wrong with that yeah but it's a transaction nothing wrong with a transaction in business but in human relationships if you truly just give to give, the gift you give is that feeling of being a giver instead of a taker. All of us in our gut, in our soul, we want to feel abundant. We want to feel like our life has meaning beyond ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so a big part of money, quite frankly, is figuring out how to do well enough to be able to do for others, not just yourself, and not wait till you're rich to do it. Like, you know, I went and fed two families when I was 17 and had no money, but it, it taught me that there's more than enough. Yeah. It taught me that I have something to give, not just to get. Amazing. Guys, what an education. Wow. Tony Robbins, thank you so much for joining us. His book, Money, Master the Game, is available in paperback now. For more info on this and everything else he has to offer, you can go to TonyRobbins.com, and you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Tony Robbins. And don't miss his live seminars oh yes my goodness. i took kevin to date with destiny uh no to upw in la and he was like oh my gosh well you know the date with destiny one of them that you into is a film now and i'm actually tonight oh, that's right. i'm in palm springs at the american film festival or documentary festival um we were at south by southwest it got unbelievable kudos it's it on netflix on, yeah, it'll right be on netflix in july oh in july yeah, and what's it, it called exactly it's called uh, tony robbins i'm not your guru perfect, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me on <laughs>